0: So we are continuing. Uh, We're going to wrap up our statement of faith, the look at our statement of faith this week. Uh, What we're doing is presenting, once again, we are presenting the statement of faith uh, to everyone so that we have a chance just to kind of review it, uh, take a look at it. We are very much an interdenominational fellowship. Uh, We come from all different backgrounds and walks and uh, uh, cultures and mindsets and uh, everything else that you you can think of when it comes to church and churchanity, and here we all, all are, just like our community is, is quite diverse, uh, our, our congregation is very diverse. And so uh, we, we have a lot of different angles, a lot of different interpretations, a lot of different opinions when it comes to the Word of God and to our faith, uh, but we just want to get together and say, you know what, we can come together on these truths right here, these simple truths, some of the basic tenets of Christianity, and from that point, we can all grow and expand within our own faith and, and, and pursue God the way that the Spirit individually leads us, and, and uh, you know on some areas, we may have to agree to disagree. On other areas, we can kind of open our own minds and hearts and, and, and see what the Lord reveals for us, but, uh, but we're reviewing our basic tenets that, that we as a fellowship have decided, hey, this is, this is what we're going to build on. This is what we're going to go on. Uh, so, so part of it is, is twofold. Excuse me. I'm going to try to give myself some slack here, so I'm not popping so much. Um, part of it is twofold. Uh, one of which we just want to establish, reestablish what our basic tenets is as a fellowship. Uh, the other, the other thing is, as Kate mentioned, uh, we are we are uh, introducing, rolling out this month, the concept of membership. We're two years old. Uh, we've really never had. Uh, a, the, the concept of membership introduced uh, for those who feel led to become members of Gathering Church, uh, uh, what what does that entail? Basically, membership is if you feel the Lord has led you to be part of this fellowship, to commit to this fellowship, to commit to this family, uh, uh, not only your time, uh, your energies, your, your resources, uh, at times finances, just however the Lord would have you pour into this fellowship as we also pour into you. Uh, that's, that's basically what, what membership entails, is uh, if the, the Spirit has led you to do so. Now, if you have not felt led of God to officially become a member, what does that mean? Does that mean that you don't get to fill it? No, it doesn't mean a thing at all. It means you come in here and you worship like you always do and you get loved on. Uh, it just means you don't get a gathering tattoo, that's all. So, and We've got the finest artists coming. No, I'm teasing. Uh, uh, it, it really, uh, ultimately, on, from a business point of view, because uh, even though church is church, church also kind of behind the scenes is still a business. Uh, we don't, that's kind of the boring part that we really don't like to think about because we want to come in and just connect with God. But because we are a uh, nonprofit uh, organization, there, there is, for the sake of uh, government legal reasons, we do have to conduct <laughs> business. So the way we conduct business is via the membership. Uh, so, so if you don't feel led to be a, a member, uh, that's, that's perfectly fine. You need to do what the Lord leads you to do, but it just means that when it comes to times of business, uh, uh, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So, uh, but those who want to be a part of it, uh, you get to kind of conduct business. So, uh, which, which at the conclusion of next week's service, we will have a bit of a, a business meeting. Kate didn't like the, the term business meeting, but we couldn't figure out anything more eloquent. And since I like just very clumsily and clunkily uh, called it a business meeting last week. Then yeah, we're just going to go with that. So, so uh, at the conclusion of next week's service uh, for the membership, those who who felt led to be a member, we will have conduct a quick uh, business meeting and, and give the membership a, a chance to affirm uh, the the elder board and the leadership, the pastoral leadership that has been presented, uh, and, and candidates for uh, ordination within uh, the umbrella of uh, Gathering Church. So, any of that make sense? Everybody just nod or you can do this if it didn't, yeah, if you just or don't want to you know, get embarrassed by doing that, just kind of move your head circularly. So, all right, hey, tap your neighbor and say you actually look good today. And you have to put the word actually in there as if you're surprised, right? <laughs> Ryan, you feeling better? My neighbor told me I look good. Your neighbor told you to look good your neighbor's looking great. <laughs> Ryan brought his imaginary friend with him today, so we're, we're happy about that. So. <laughs> I love you, Ryan. I love you too. Just remember that while I'm, while I'm busting your chops. So statement of faith. Uh, we we're, were covering the last three points of our statement of faith. I'm not sure if anyone brought this back with you today. I believe we do have some copies over on the table. Uh, Well, thank you, Kate. Look at that. Kate's volunteering to pass out copies. Give it up for Kate. She had a huge amount of announcements and went through them far quicker than what I could have. So the first point that we're going to talk about today is the concept of eternity, and that is a long time. Eternity is a long time. It says that humans were created to exist forever forever. Either eternally connected with God through forgiveness and salvation in heaven, or eternally separated from God in hell. heaven and hell are real places, okay so oh we got one in the one in the back right over there king uh, so uh eternity it's a vast concept that we are trying to uh trying to conceptualize with very finite minds uh so so it's uh, kind of almost pointless to try to debate certain things about eternity because none of us ultimately can, can conceive eternity. However, we are very much eternal creatures. You know, we we go through life feeling like we are earthly, terrestrial creatures trying to have the spiritual, eternal experience in God. When really the truth of the matter is that we are actually spiritual, eternal creatures, creations. And we're having a very finite, earthly, temporary experience. And that's part of salvation is waking back up to who we truly are, who we are in him, who we've been created to be. And, and uh, when, when you start understanding that you, you can also exist not just here in the, in the temporary and terrestrial, but spiritually we exist within the eternal. We, we exist within God. You start understanding what is available to you in your life. You know, is there sickness in God? No. Is there lack in God? Is there limitation in God? No, he's God, and he is eternity. And and once once we learn to exist mutually in the eternal, we can tap into all the things. We can we can allow the Holy Spirit to empower us uh, to, to be who we need to be. Uh, the concept of eternity, life after this life, uh, uh, we, we just stated that, that we are created to to exist eternally, uh, whether whether with God in a heavenly place or separated from God in hell. Now, whatever your, whatever your concept of hell may be, we could all sit down and and, and debate and argue that whether it's uh, reminiscent of Dante's Inferno uh, or uh, or wh- whether it's, it's some other other form of of separation. The the point is, collectively. Uh, hell ultimately is a separation from God, a separation from God. Think of that in itself as torturous. Uh, when, when I walked through this last season of my life, one of, the things that, uh, one of the things that I prayed every morning, I found more and more a desperation to feel his presence, to acknowledge his presence, to know that he was there, to sense his hand on my life. Because I thought, Lord, I can't walk through this minefield if I don't know that you're with me. And the thought of not having him with me was, was uh, torturous almost. And, and, he, and he, he over and over made himself known in my life. Uh, but think about the concept. Think about the concept of eternity. Everything that uh, any ounce of comfort that you feel in life comes from him. Any ounce of security you may feel ultimately comes from him. Any ounce of joy ultimately is his presence. Your very existence and the familiarity of your world is actually his presence. And imagine having that removed and an eternity without him. That's oh Man, that is, that is what, what, a, what a horrible, petrifying thought. But we, we have a wonderful, wonderful good news that we talked about last week, the gospel. And that's the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus that we sang about today. There's nothing that we can do to earn his salvation. There's nothing we can do to earn his love. He just simply loves us because he loves us. And and we couldn't even conjure up the faith that we needed. The Bible says that we can't even take credit for the faith, that the faith came from him, the faith that it took to believe in him. And if it weren't for the blood of Jesus that washes away all of our sins, that's what we would face eternally. But because of the blood of Jesus, we can have assurance and hope and, and confidence that, that our, our eternity is going to be in his presence. Whatever that entails, whatever heaven looks like, uh, whatever our eternal abode can be. But we don't have to wait for after this life to experience that and encounter that. We can experience heaven right now. We can experience the kingdom of God right now. Uh, so, but we do very much uh, believe in the concept of eternity that, that this is not, there, there's, you know, we, we don't die and just instantly it's oblivion, uh, that there's no more existence. Uh, no, there's very much life after this life, and, and there's fullness of life in Christ. Matter of fact, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, this is God's gift to us, eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So through faith in Christ, because of our relationship with Christ, we can actually experience life eternally because we are we are creatures of eternity. We can experience that life. Can I get an amen? amen. Hey all right, you're still with me. The church, the church, hey, that's you. Who's the church? Wow. Us. Everyone take that finger. Boy, we're good at pointing fingers. Everyone take your finger, right? Now I want you to point it back at yourself and say I'm the church. I'm the church. You're the church. Church is not buildings. Uh, Church is not a tent. Church is not, church is us. The church is us. Now, we've got this wonderful facility that we get to use every week uh, that we pay rent on, but uh, this building is not church. Uh, It would be pointless if I showed up and there was no one else here. Uh, That's not church. Uh, Church would still be here because I'm here. But a lot of church is here because you guys are here. You guys are church. We're all church. It says, uh, by his word and by his spirit, God created the church, the body of all believers, calling sinful people into fellowship. The church is not a religious institution or denomination. The church, the body of Christ, is made up of those who have become followers of Jesus Christ. The church exists to worship and serve God by doing his will. The church has been... To preach the gospel and make his disciples and make disciples to transform the world, the Holy Spirit has gifted, equipping people to mature and grow. All members of the body of Christ are to be a vital and committed part of the local church. The church. All members are to be equipped for ministry to one another and to the world. So, the concept of the church has nothing to do with a denomination. You know, whatever a denomination you came from, awesome, great. It was the vehicle that got you into relationship with Christ. Whatever church background you have, awesome, great. It was a wonderful foundation to get you to where you need to be right here today. But the church itself has nothing to do with the label that was over the building that you attended. The church itself had nothing to do with how uh, the culture of the service that was conducted, whether it was a very lively service with tons of music or whether it was a very soft, reserved service with uh, uh, with, with lots of tradition and whatnot, not that, that's just mean, mainly the means and the vehicle to try to worship God to try to get the church to worship God and to evangelize the world because we are the church and, and the church means that you are a follower of Christ first and foremost whether you identify as a, a Lutheran, Baptist, Methodist Episcopalian uh, you know uh, Assembly of God just go through the list and list of denominations that we have here. Uh, that has nothing to do with the church. The church has to do with your faith in Christ, whether you are a follower of Christ. And if you are the church, then that means the Holy Spirit has, will now empower you to be a witness to people. Uh, the church was never meant to be a judge. We serve the judge, but we have been called to be a witness. A witness never gets up and renders judgment in the courtroom, does he? A witness just simply gets up and, and gives an account of their experience or what they have seen, what they have encountered in life. That's all we're called to do, is to give an account as to how Jesus has impacted our life. And, and, and how folks receive that, ultimately, that's, that's the Holy Spirit's job. The Holy Spirit draws people. Uh, matter of fact, that's the only way we came to Christ, is the fact that the Spirit drew us. And so we have to afford people that kind of liberty to just love them, uh, be a witness as to who Christ has been in our life. And then once they do come in, make disciples of them, have the wisdom to make disciples of all men. So that's the church, Uh, which means what's wonderful. That means the church doesn't have to take place in here. Now, this is our pep rally. We come together and we get strengthened and we get encouraged, but church can take place any place you are. Why? Because you are the church. You can have church in Walmart. You can have church in the grocery store. Uh, we had church at CC's Pizza uh, several months back. Uh, wound up uh, needing to ordain Becca uh, to, to uh, move on with uh, some of her visa process. So I said, you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to have service right there. And sure enough, half of CC's gathered around and uh, the children gathered around. We just had church right there. Uh, church doesn't even have to look like church with, with worship and preaching and stuff. Sometimes, you, you ever gotten around other believers and just had a meal and you walked away encouraged and uplifted? Well, you had church. Why? Because you were hanging out with church, you know? We, we, I, I had the chance to hang out at the Smarts the other night. And the Hortons, y'all were there. Y'all were witness to all this. And, and uh, uh, I left out of there uplifted and encouraged and, and, and felt lighter. Why? Because I had been around church. And, and, you know, what took place that night didn't resemble anything that we did today. But it was still church. Why? Because we were hanging out together. Groups of believers. So, and, and the church should become infectious, shouldn't it? Think about it. The church should become infectious. People people ought not dread going to church. Have you ever been a, at a place in your life you dreaded going to church? I'm the only one. All right, I confess. There were days I, I dreaded going to church, you know? Uh, there were times that my mom tried to wake me up and I just said, Mom, you know I think I just want to go to hell. I don't, really don't want to go to hell you know, I just, Let me go to hell, please. no. Uh, no, no, no. The, but but the the uh, uh, you know there, we we shouldn't we shouldn't make church a laborious thing. Why? Because we shouldn't be laborious. Church is us. Church is us. We need. Matter of fact, here's my challenge. Uh, uh, you know, Tilly came in here and issued a great challenge to us. Right? I'm not as eloquent as Tilly. So here's my challenge. We we need. You know what we need. We need that Costco anointing. Y'all know what I mean? How many of y'all shop at Costco? Only a handful of you? Come on. How, how many shop at Co- Y'all know what I mean by Costco? All right, how many of y'all go to Sam's? Oh, we got Team Sam's and Team Costco. Okay, it's all pretty much the same thing for the most part, right? It's just, <laughs> so Ryan, I go to Costco. Why? Because they got, it. they got to sell on ribs. I want to get me some ribs and cook some ribs, right? They got to sell on ribs. That's all I want. I just want to go to Costco Get this good deal on ribs. And then I make this, I make this mistake. I grab one of those carts. Y'all know what I mean? You know, <laughs> you're walking around. And before you know it, I got ribs. I got a five-gallon jar of pickles. <laughs> Hadn't had a pickle in fifteen years, and I got a five-gallon jar of pickles, a 60-inch flat screen, <laughs> and a walkie-talkie, you know. And then all of a sudden, you get up there, and they they got a long line. doesn't doesn't matter what time of day. You're up there with that long line, just pushing all this thing. And then you get up there. I went there for ribs. And all of a sudden, you get up there, and it's the same thing. That'll be $380. $380? What did I get? You know, it's from all the... Who needs a box of cornflakes that big? But... Well, Brock does. Brock, Brock will tear into those frosted flakes. But... You'd think for you think for six hundred and fifty bucks or whatever I'm paying, they at least bag some stuff for me. <laughs> no, they, they give you an old box, cut-up box with chicken blood in the side of it, man. You gotta <laughs> And then they act like you're stealing something when you walk out the door. Yeah. Get out of here. So, but that being said, the point is you go to Costco for one thing and you walk out with a ton of other things. That's how it should be when we all get together and folks get around us. They get together because, okay, I got invited. I'm going to go do my thing and go to church, and that way I can maybe check that off and you know maybe make God like me a little bit more or whatever the concept is. But then they need to leave with so much more than what they came for and and, and with so much more purpose than what they came for. So we need, we need that Costco and Sam's anointing about us. Why? Because we're the church. So I want you to look at this, Acts 20, 28. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. That's how precious you are, the church, that you were bought with his blood. God loves his church. Don't ever think differently. God loves his church. Your your salvation cost Christ everything. It came to you freely, but it cost him everything. So, you are the church, and not only that, you're, you were ministers within the church. Not just, not, you, you may not don a, a microphone, you may not get up and preach a, preach a sermon, but you are, every single one of you are ministers, okay? Finally, last things, last things. As revealed in his word, God will bring this world to an end at his set time. Jesus Christ will fulfill his promise and physically return to the earth in glory. At this time, the dead will be raised, and Jesus will, be ju- will, will judge all people in righteousness, according to Scripture, each person will receive their reward. The righteous will dwell forever in heaven with the Lord and resurrected and glorified bodies based solely on their faith in the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ. The unrighteous will con- be consigned to hell, the place of everlasting punishment for rejecting the provision of God for their sins. Now uh, there's, there's lots of speculation on the end times, and there's the whole concept of what's called dispensationalism, and uh, many of you, uh, will maybe if, if you read the Left Behind series or saw the Left Behind movies and, and the LaHays, and uh, matter of fact, a lot of, a lot of dispensationalism became, uh, started becoming very popular in the 70s. Some of you, uh, I'm probably dating myself, but some of you will remember the book, and then it became a movie by um, uh, uh, Hal Lindsey. Uh, Late Great Planet Earth, and and it deals with the rapture of the church and tribulation period and then uh, uh, the millennial reign, and some of these terms may sound familiar to some of you, and and whether it's, uh, and then you get into all these arguments of, are you a pre-trib, pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation or post-tribulation rapture person and and whatnot, all this type stuff uh, with dispensationalism, and and, um, let me just say this, uh, and I'm going to be very honest, I have absolutely no clue how God's going to wrap this whole thing up. Uh, uh, I, can, I can give you all of the studies that I've heard since I was a child and tell you what I've been told. Uh, over time, it's, some of those studies tend to morph and, and change. And when people start putting dates on, this is when Christ is coming back. Uh, you know, Some of you have been around long enough. Anyone remember the book, 88 Reasons Why God's Coming Back in 1988? <laughs> you guys remember that? Anyone? Man, I've been in church way long. Then, uh, I worked with a guy back that was in high school. I was working uh, uh, at the children's place at the mall. Y'all remember that clothing store, the children's place? And and a guy I worked with, man, he he stopped paying on it. He start, stopped paying his car payment. He was so confident that during the Feast of Trumpets in 1988 that Christ would come back. And at the end of that week, yeah, he was defaulting on a car, <laughs> asking for overtime. Uh, the point is this, and I'm not belittling any doctrine. I'm not belittling any theology. I'm just saying this there's a lot of debate that goes on about the end times. And, and the, the, the truth of the matter is ultimately, we don't know. But we can be confident in this Christ said that he would determine. Christ said that he would judge according to his righteousness, and that we would get rewards, and that he would separate the sheep from the goat. And however he chooses to do that and however that manifests, uh, it remains to be seen. But we have great hope and great confidence that Christ will return one day. Uh, Will it be in our lifetime? Oh, that would be awesome. I think it it would be wonderful. I have absolutely no clue. You know, I don't know when it will take place. But we have great hope. So we can sit around and talk about it and even debate about it and have fun with it. uh, and, and will it will it play out the way that Tim LaHaye wrote it in his series? I have no clue. Possibly, I don't know. That was pretty adventurous, you know, in the Left Behind books. Uh, possibly, uh, but 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 I do know this: there will be uh, th- there will be last things that birth into new things. Uh, one thing, that one of, one of my favorite images in the in the Bible, you know, if, if you read the Book of Revelation. Uh, and, and really, if you ever study that book, don't don't let people, you know, preconceived notions fool you. A lot of people, ooh, this is cryptic and it's scary. The, the book's actually called The Revelation of Jesus Christ. You can actually read the book to, to reveal more about your Savior and, and symbolism about your Savior. But through all of the, the crazy visions that, that John the Revelator was seeing as he was on the Isle of Patmos, as, as he was writing this, this scroll that would become the book of Revelation and, and uh, would, would be known as the, the apocalyptic book, uh, at the conclusion of all these wars and famine and, and, and wrath and, and all this stuff, here we are in eternity. And, and eventually Christ gives the order to, to go out into the highways and byways and invite everybody in. And to all the rejects and to all those who have, uh, who have fallen short, this incredible scripture remains, Revelation twenty-two seventeen. 17, the spirit and the bride. Who's the bride? The bride is the church. The bride of Christ is the church. Who, who is the church? We are, that's right, which means that you are the bride of Christ. So the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let the one who hears say, come. Let one who is thirsty, come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. What a beautiful, beautiful image that beyond, beyond uh, all this travesty and beyond all the trials and tribulations, the spirit, the spirit of God and the bride, his church, still gets to put out the clarion call, come. If you're thirsty, Come. If you're wounded, come. If you're in need, come. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, I don't know how all things will end, but I do know it'll end with beauty because God is absolutely beautiful. It will end with love because God is love. Uh, now, we can agree to disagree and debate all the other fun stuff, and we may do that some, but collectively, we can all agree Christ is coming back. He will reign supreme. And uh, he will do what he said he would do. Uh, but we can have great confidence because of who he is in us and who we are in him. I mean, let's all stand. So we are wrapping up once again our statement of faith. Uh, so those of you who have been here all three weeks, hey, you, we, we, we did an in-depth look into the statement of faith. Now, in the coming, in the coming of months, this coming year, Uh, What we'll do, uh, say, if you start inviting some friends and they hang out, well, every quarter, roughly, uh, those who want to uh, uh, perhaps look into membership, uh, we're actually going to have an event uh, uh, quarterly called Dinner with Dave, and uh, what I'll do is uh, get to feed folks some dinner and um, uh, get to kind of go over our statement of faith and some of our finances and stuff to give people uh, a a little quicker uh, insight into what we believe Collectively, and, and how we conduct business, and that'll allow them to uh, hopefully uh, make a decision over the coming days shortly after dinner with Dave. Now, let me just say this I know some of your tactics. Don't sit there and mull over a membership. Well, I don't know if I want to be a member or not until so all of a sudden the first dinner with Dave takes place, so you can come get dinner, right? So, if you want dinner with me, just tell me, and, and I'll get you come over. So, <laughs> uh, let's just pray real quick, and uh, we're going to do one more song. Uh, Father, we thank you. For this opportunity, uh, just to uh, conduct business here at the church, uh, thank you for everyone's grace as we we move through this and we review our, our statement of faith. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you begin to move on hearts those who you have uh, uh, those who you intend uh, to link up with us uh, for membership, for support, to be officially part of part of this family. Uh, begin to move on their heart, instruct them. Uh, those who who you may uh, have pause, uh, and, and, and to take pause, uh, just give them peace. We thank you for their fellowship. And any way that we can be of service, we want to continue to do so. Lord, just encourage each and every heart that's in this room, lift us up. And we just praise you, Lord. While, while we're in this moment of prayer, if there's anyone who needs prayer for anything, uh, right where you're at, uh, I want you to lift your hand. If, if you need healing in your body, uh, I want you to. I want you to just raise your hand. If you need healing in your body, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If there's anyone that you just need encouragement, you're going through. You're going through a personal struggle. Uh, sometimes the clouds kind of dim the sunlight, but you just need the Holy Spirit to come and encourage you. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Thank you, thank you. If you if if there's a specific need, you need an immediate miracle. You just need God to move fast. Perhaps it's a financial situation. Maybe it's a, a relationship uh, uh, ordeal. Maybe it's a, a job situation. No matter what it is, uh, you just need God to move, move fast. And you're at a place that you're saying, Lord, if it's not, if, if it's not for you, I don't, I don't know where we're going to head on this. If that's you, let me see your hand. Amen. Let's pray together as a family. Lord, I thank you for everyone who's here. Uh, Lord, those who need healing, we just speak to their bodies right now. Allow your Holy Spirit to begin to move on them. We speak healing from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Let every cell regenerate. Uh, If there's pain, ease the pain. If there's uh, affliction, Lord, heal it, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your blood. We thank you for the stripes that you took for our healing. Uh, Lord, for anyone who just needs encouragement, uh, they've they've been going through trials. They've been going through struggles. Uh, Lord, just allow the wind of the Spirit to blow the fog away, that they can see your light, that they can see clarity in their in their next steps, that they can be reassured uh, and find peace in what way they need to travel and the steps they need to take. But most of all, reassured that your presence is with them no matter where they are in their journey. Lord, I, I pray for those who need an immediate miracle, an immediate move of you. Uh, Lord, we place our trust fully in you. You know what the situation is. Uh, if it's a financial blessing, Lord, just open the windows of heaven and bless financially uh, in a way that they know that only you came through for them. Lord, if it's, a, if it's relationships, Lord, begin to mend and, and put back together that which was broken, that which was shattered, Lord. Just begin to put the pieces back together. Because you are a God that restores and makes all things new. If it's a job situation, open the right door for employment. Uh, Lord, if you want someone to stay exactly where they are in employment, then just reveal how they can be a blessing and how that job can be a blessing for them. But no matter what it is, Lord, let folks understand that your presence never leaves us. That you never leave us. You'll never forsake us. That you stick closer than a brother to us. We just rejoice in you, Lord. And we celebrate your love today. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen.